Hello and welcome to episode one of our special series titled Nine Women in Nine Minutes. My name is Oresia Nyawade and I will be your host. Today we have our first guest that is Rehema Issa, who is the co-founder of Oya Foods and Womanomics. Rehema, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm totally awesome, Mauricia. It's such a pleasure. And to be the first one, I'm totally honored. Thanks for having me. Well, episode one, I'm so happy to have you on here. And before we go and start, I want you to please take a few minutes to introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And who do you do it for? You know, that's one of those big questions. Who are you? Somebody asked me that the other day. Who are you? I think I am a common African woman, contemporary African woman, doing what a lot of us are doing today. We are hustling. We are doing what needs to be done in the sense that we are using our talents, our skills, and we are doing the best that we can to just get by in life. So my chosen use of my talents has been to run a not-for-profit organization um, that works in advocacy research and, and access. And my other passion is really about running a food business that started up in lockdown. So as a businesswoman, mother, many titles, many roles, but yeah, I'm an ordinary African woman doing the best I can. I don't know if anything you have said is ordinary, surely. (laughs) That is nothing ordinary. That sounds super exceptional to me. And the brave um, nature that you require to start a business during lockdown, that is, that's big, big up yourself. Thank you. And that's why I say it's ordinary. Do you know how many women are actually doing that? We need to stop exceptionalizing that. It is more ordinary than we say. You know what? You know, let's actually have this chat for a few seconds before we go to my next question, where I think that it needs to stay at exceptional. And the more people doing exceptional things, the more we encourage other women to come and join us on the exceptional band. So there's nothing ordinary about it. Um, I understand. I understand making it a norm <laughs> for people to be exceptional, but the exceptional mm. word needs to stay. What do you think? I'm gonna receive that. I'm not one to shy away from that. I'm gonna receive. I'm like, if you wanna call me exceptional, I take. I receive with blessings. <laughs> All right, Rama. So moving on, I'd like to know what role does your organization, Womanomics, play in supporting women? So Womanomics Africa is one of the answers. Again, we take it from the fact that there are a lot of organizations doing a lot of things. We're a connector. We connect the dots. We connect um, what we call your your MISO players, your policymakers, we connect them to your macro players, development organizations, to your micro players, which is women entrepreneurs. We create and curate an ecosystem that makes it possible to not just make the connections, but to facilitate the key access points that we say that women have challenges with. So access to information and insights and knowledge, which can be translated to commercial value, access to capacity building and skills that actually helps you to build up your business and access to an ecosystem and network of service providers and co-agents and co-believers in the work that women entrepreneurs in Africa can do, which is basically then facilitating and linking them to access greater opportunities in the intra-Africa trade area. That's the next big thing. And so we're looking to connect African women and to be able to account in the next 10, 15 years for half of that 6 trillion US dollars 
that is said to be made available just by Africa trading with itself. So we are one of those people who are working towards making that possible. You're not, you're not, you want a piece of that pie, a huge piece. No, we want half. Half. Okay. Uh, half. Let's be very clear about what we want. And actually what you're saying about the work that you do at Womenomics ties into the question that we were talking around exceptionality. So you are embodying that whole thing of bringing women into the space, giving them access to market through the different pillars that you've spoken about. Now, I want to talk about something that the reason why we started this series and we came up with it was to touch on some of the topics that are not so commonly spoken about, or they are, mm -hmm. but not in the public. And one of those is around women supporting women. And mm -hmm. there's a dangerous narrative that is going around that women are their biggest enemies. And I say dangerous because I, Orisia, don't believe that it's true. But I would like to hear from you, Rahima. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Is it true? And what happens when women work together? I think we're the optimization of women working together. I think sometimes when you give a narrative airtime, you let it get legs. And we do not give sufficient airtime to when women are working together and women are making it work. And I guess that's why I guess my personal slant of it's not as exceptional because it's happening. And perhaps the airtime that we give make it seem like some of these successes are more of the, you know, they're not the norm. I think that the challenge with women working together is that the way in nature that typically I come across in my work, that women are not there blowing the horn about what they're doing. They're not sitting back and, and jumping on the rafters and saying we're doing X, Y, Z or the nature of measurement of their success doesn't tally with what they're measuring for success. Mm -hmm. So while government and international organizations, when they're coming and funding, will be measuring the number of women they get into the room, women are sitting back and looking at how much money is going into their pocket, how much of their community is benefiting. And so when, because we are looking at different key indicators of success, it is easy to perpetuate a narrative of not working together, of dysfunctionalism. And I think that what is more real and more relevant is this ability for women to convene. And I think what we haven't tapped into is telling our story about the power of convening. So for a ex simple example, at Womenomics Africa, when we convene, one of the first things we like to translate is what is the dollar value of those who are in this room? Because when we start to use the kind of metrics that the world understands, we start to translate the convening form, women are just here and talking, to yeah. the collective economic power of that convening. And once we started engaging on the economic narrative, we start directing an economic possibility. And that possibility, and we've seen it a number of times, if you get a, a 10 women in the room, typically their net worth in terms of what they bring in terms of their business is in the millions. When we start understanding what those millions can translate to in terms of a power paradigm, in terms of directed collectivism, I think that's where we start having powerful conversations. So I, I dismiss that narrative that women don't work together. I would rather perpetuate and say that the narratives of what women are convening for and the issues that they're convening to do have got great economic significance. Let's try and get an understanding of A, what those economic issues are, and B, when to intersect. I think the challenge is also that, you know, when we talk women issues, 
you never hear men's issues, right? And that's because it, it covers everything. But somehow women's issues are this small basket that, you know, you're supposed to disaggregate, you know, just women's issues into this small discussion when it also is, it's everything. Women's rights, I firmly believe, are human rights. So you're not just going to get into the room and talk about one thing, but we do tend to give that one thing more airtime than all the other things that women are convening and powerfully translating that convening into impact being about. Wow. What an honor it is to be in a room with somebody just blowing your mind. And you're right, giving, talking about one specific topic, you, you're right, you're giving it legs. And, and there's more that we can talk about, there's more that we do, and there's more. And as you said, women need to be louder about mm. their accomplishments and louder about the different spaces and the angles that they are using to actually get some sort of economic movement going. What are they doing? And I really, really like this concept of the dollar value um, when you gather with somebody, because that really just immediately changes the conversation. Uh, because previously, I think with men, you would want to say, I, are these men, these men are already being respected, right? Mm -hmm. I put my hands in quotations because of, you think maybe they're educated or they have big titles and big companies. But when you do, when we as women do that for ourselves, then we can also really just silence that other, that other narrative that women are not working together and just start moving forward, right? Absolutely. So uh, before I end with the last question, just on the same topic, what are some of the key indicators of success that we should look out for as women like, and or those issues that will take us away from the negative and drive us towards the positive? We're in a COVID impacted world, right? And I think um, we're always influenced by what's going on around us. I think the biggest thing that African women need to preserve and take care of is the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Mm. Um, even before we talk about money, I think it really is about us being healthy, um, us being emotionally connected to ourselves, um, us being mentally astute in terms of what we're connecting to, what we're consuming. Um, there's a lot of propaganda and media, negative stories out there. What are we consuming that, that empowers us? Um, and also then also the spiritual element. How are we connecting? And I think for me, spiritual is more than just religious. For me, it's also a notion of fellowship. How are we translating our networking power as women to create a bond of fellowship that has got not just, you know, significant leaders, but also got significant followers. And I think for me, the next wave of awakening is not in demanding that a leadership shows us direction, but as a followership, we are also astute in creating that movement that allows those who have taken the path to lead, to lead with greater, with greater, um, backing and with just a greater sense of we are not alone so let's do that let's have a physical emotional mental and spiritual wellness with fellowship that allows us to lead but impactfully as women african women let us follow strongly as well that's so powerful 360 wellness i'm about it i'm about it and and you would think that i think the society sometimes just focuses on financial 
wellness or as for women maybe it's physical or does she look healthy when i see her with my naked mm-hmm. eye but how's she doing spiritually how's she doing emotionally and i love that i love that that's what we need to focus on okay final question quick is what advice or wisdom would you give to a 19 your 19 year old self so you miss rama what advice or wisdom would you give with all your wisdom today would you give to your 19 year old self i'm raising a teenager she's not hard eh <laughs> i see that and she's mimicking me allow yourself room for forgiveness forgiving yourself forgiving others forgiving the world and just being able to accept that it's not always going to be perfect but it's in, in its imperfection that's okay and i think it's that allowing ourselves room for forgiveness and for room for growth through that forgiveness life's a journey it's not one pit stop yeah people should just relax and have grace with yourself absolutely. because when you know better you do better absolutely and you learn and you move on I love it. Thank you so much. That was Rehema, a uh, co-founder of Oya Foods and Womanomics, just dropping gems for us and also our first guest. So please look out for the eight other women who are going to be a part of our nine women in 90 minutes campaign, just giving us tidbits and letting us know how women are indeed taking over the world. My name is Oracia Nyawale and thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye Rehema. Asante kwa heri. Kwa heri.